Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Good evening, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Hope you're having a great day. I'm, for those of you who don't know, I'm the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, uh, which, which I wrote based on my, uh, I'd say, 25 years in financial services where I, I saw tens of thousands of people and, and looked at their, their, their financial situation in, in great detail. They told me things that they would not even tell their own family. Because, of course, in, in Britain, we don't talk about money. It's one of these uh, subjects, taboo subjects. You know, oh, There's even an advert on TV where families sort of sit there and they say, oh, we don't talk about money, no. And then the advert is for some bank saying that you should talk about money. You, you get the picture. But it, we're very reserved in the UK. Whereas in America, I've met people, you know, in, in a hotel bar. And within a few minutes, he's told me how much he's earning and how much he's worth and, and, and this sort of thing. Uh, it, it's unbelievable the difference between the, the UK and America. But uh, today, I wanted to talk to you about the, the, the language and the general attitudes of, of the rich versus the poor. And, you know, this is based on, as I said, personal experience from, from, from the book and also from my own personal experience. I've been in the position where I didn't have much money and grown up without much money and, and later on being more comfortable. And, you know, some of the things that people say actually do rub off on you. It, the things, the language you use and the attitude you have towards money and towards success and towards other people does have a profound effect on you. And, I grew up in the days when, you know, my parents would just say, look, we can't afford that. And, you know, that's kind of always stuck with me. It, it's always, even though I can afford something, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, it's a bit expensive, five pounds, you know, or, oh, I shouldn't get a taxi into town because that will cost too much money. No, I'll get the bus. Um, so that that almost scarcity mentality has stuck with me uh, th- throughout my life, even though, you know, I can afford a taxi and I can afford a meal it's it's always there in the back of my mind that that scarcity scarcity mentality now obviously we're going through a tough time at the moment but we still live in the richest time in history it's never been uh, easier to to start a business which you can do online it's never been uh, you know I, I think although there's wars going on and there's things going on in the world it, it's certainly not as bad as sometime in some parts of history where you know, there was blood everywhere. There was uh, massive famines that went on throughout the world. Um, pestilence like we've never known it. Great plagues. And uh, if, if you think about the Spanish flu killed 50 million people, it wiped out a fair percentage of the world's population. Uh, so and I, I just think, you know, compared to the way we live now, the things we have, I'm talking about in the first world. I'm not talking about if you, if you live in a, in a very, very poor country. But even those countries have come back up compared to what they were a few years ago. China has brought uh, a billion people out of poverty within within a generation, as has other Asian countries as well. So I, I think we've never been in, in a better time, really. And yet, 
all you hear about is just doom and gloom. You hear that things are bad, you know, things are going down the tube and all this sort of stuff. You hear this all the time. Or people say, I've got no opportunity. And yet they're in a country with, you know, free education up to its university level. And even then, you, if you know, if you're from a poor background, you can get university education free. Uh, you can get loans and, and as well. But, you know, the opportunities are there for, for people if, if they take it. And this is why you see so many people coming here from abroad, like like my parents did, and that they see everything here. They think, "Wow, you know, everything's free here. You can get this. You, if you get sick, they look after you. You know, if you if you want a job, there's jobs out there. Uh, and people who come in, even off a boat, off a raft, they they manage to get their foot on on the soil here, and and they make it. Uh, you know, they find jobs, they find opportunities. And and one of the reasons I heard was uh, I remember Brian Tracy saying that. A lot of foreigners who go to America, they do so well because actually they 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 can't speak much English anyway, and they they just haven't got time to watch the news. And even if they and they don't read the papers because you know they they don't speak the language that well, and you know so for the first five years they don't watch the news, so they don't hear about all the bad things going on. They don't hear about the economy going down or the, the recession or there's job losses. You know they're just getting on with their life. They've got their blinkers on and. And that's one of the reasons why they do well, because they don't watch the news. They don't take in all of this doom and gloom. In fact, I was listening to uh, a talk by uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on, on, on YouTube. It just came up on my phone. I clicked it, you know, talk by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he, he said this as well. He said when he, when he went to America, he, he had nothing in his pocket, but he, he worked hard. Uh, he, he used his time very effectively. And he talked about... Uh, the language of, of the rich versus the poor. And he said, uh, people would say when he grew up, I can't afford it. But now he thinks when someone says to him, I can't afford it, he now thinks, how can I afford it? People that say, I can't do that to him. He'd think, well, how can I do it? Uh, people say, I haven't got time. So, well, how can I find the time? He talks about when he went to America, he was working full time. He, he was also studying in college and he was doing acting classes in the evening you know, for, for 16, 18 hours a day, his time was taken up every minute, but he worked at it. He kept going, even though people said, well, you know, you can't make it in America. Then when he wanted to get into movies, they said, you know, you can't get into the movies. You've got this stupid German accent. You're too big. You're too muscular. They don't need muscular people in, in movies. He didn't kind of listen to that. He didn't listen to these naysayers in the background and he just got on with it. And, and worked hard. And then following that talk, there come on another talk came on, just you know, the way YouTube rolls on another talk. And and the the next one was Jim Carrey, the actor, the 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 comedy actor from Dumber and Dumber. And he, he if you ever catch any of his talks, he's very, very interesting. He gave a talk to to a, a young a group of students graduating. And actually their their talks had some similarities. You know, they had some very similar points, although they were very different talks. They had some a lot of similarities. And uh, one of the things was taking action uh, because there's a lot of stuff around now since The Secret come out that there's a lot of stuff around uh, uh, the law of attraction. Sit there and meditate. Om, the money will come. Om. And, and people think that they can attract things uh, like through their mind. They can just attract things, which, which it, it, you can do. I mean, but you actually need that action. So a lot of people have been trying this law of attraction and they miss out the action. Whereas in the word attraction, there is also the word action. And I think that's, that's what you, you need as well. So both of them 
kind of used the law of attraction in a way, but they also took action as well. That was one similarity. They also worked very hard. Uh, that was the second thing. Uh, Jim Carrey was famous for uh, using the law of attraction in, in his way, like asking, he calls it asking the universe for things. And he asked the universe, he said, I, I want to earn uh, a $10 million check from uh, my movie. And this is when he wasn't even in the movies. And, you know, the famous stories, he carried this check around with him. Uh, and then a few years later, he got a role in the movie with a $10 million paycheck. So it's an amazing story. But as he said in another interview, he didn't just sit there going, oh, mom, I want this $10 million check. He kept working. He kept working at his craft. He kept trying. He kept knocking on doors for them to open. So in that law of attraction, he used the word action. The other similarity between the two talks is that they, they both refuse to listen to the naysayers and the people saying you can't do it you can't do it you know no you know you can't get into movies there's too many people trying to get into movies or you know you can't be mr universe or you know you can't get into movies you've got this german accent uh you know so they, they both switched off from that and they just concentrated on what what they were doing and and the final thing similarity really was the fact that they both worked very hard at, at what they were doing they didn't just sit around and, and wait for things to happen they both worked very hard and and look at how successful those two guys have been. It's 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 you know they're, they're some of the most successful people in in Hollywood. So if you get a chance to li listen to that, listen to uh, any talk, graduation speech by Jim Carrey and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, finally, the, the the thing that I've just seen the note here. Finally, the thing that I, I thought was very interesting that they both said do something you love doing. I know it's not easy always to find the job when you you've got a mortgage to pay and that sort of thing. But as Arnold said. 70% of people in America hate the job that they do. And in Europe, it's a similar thing. I know I've been in jobs that I didn't like. And it's hard getting up in the morning. It's hard to get yourself going because you, you don't like what you do. But if you find something you do like, then it, it, it's not work anymore. It becomes almost like fun. And you know, a friend of mine, uh, I, I may have mentioned this before, he's an accountant, very successful guy working in the city for a bank. And he earns good money. He's got a lovely big house in Surrey. He's got a, a lovely daughter. At, 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 at one time she was at private school. Now she's in, in university. But he hated his job. And if ever I saw him on a Sunday, he'd say, oh, I've got to go up in the morning to go to work tomorrow. It's Monday again. And he, he really loathed it. And I, I said to him, well, why don't you just do something else? He said, well, I've got my benefits. I've got my pension and all that sort of stuff. But in actual fact, he could retire. He could He could. Uh, he's got enough money set aside because he's, he's one of these guys who saved the first penny he ever, he's ever earned. And yet he still trudges along at that job. And I'm, I, you know, he's already had one heart attack crossing London Bridge. So I, I don't know why they stick at it. So if you find something that, you know, you, you, you enjoy doing, then then go for it. They both had goals as well. They both set goals and, and took action to, 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 towards those goals. So that that's, I, I found that very interesting, the, the, way, the, the talks that they had. Uh, and then getting back to the language of, of people uh, compared to the, the rich versus the poor, you know, I, I think in general, the, the people that, that stay in a situation of poverty when all around them, people are making money and doing well are people that, you know, I'm generalizing here, but they, the people that generally don't take responsibility for themselves. They don't take responsibility for where they are. If they're in a bad situation, they'll always blame somebody else. They'll say, well, it's the government's fault or it's the economy, or it's the council, or it's it's my parents didn't give me a good start, or 
it's it's my relatives or it's bad luck. It's it's always those excuses. Whereas people who've made something of their life, they'll they, they won't say, well, I just got it by luck. It just landed here. They'll say, well, I did it through hard work. I did it through studying. I did it through, you know, maybe going back to study if they didn't finish the their schooling. That you know, they're the people who've taken some action to improve themselves. And, and, and they've taken responsibility. So they'll, they'll never say it just fell out of, a, of the sky. They'll always take responsibility. And, you know, when I lived in, in a council flat, you know, the people in, in the block in general would, would if they saw some rubbish on the, on the ground in the block, they'd say, well, that's the council's job to pick that up. Why aren't the council doing that? You know, they wouldn't just go and pick it up. And, and they wouldn't, everything was the council, the council, the council, the council, you know, it was always the council's fault. And why aren't the council doing more for me? Why aren't the council doing this? Why aren't the council doing that? Why isn't the government doing this or that? And, and so I've seen that firsthand. Uh, whereas, you know, when, when a lot of these council properties got sold off and people owned the properties, they tended to look after them better, you know, because it was theirs. You know, they took responsibility for themselves. So, you know, I have seen things from, from both sides. And recently when I was a councillor, an elected councillor, I, I went round to a council estate and saw a family that were complaining that uh, the property they were living in, I, I can't even remember what, it was damp. That's right, it, it was damp. And I went round to see the property. And yeah, there, there was a bit of a damp problem, but a lot of it came down to ventilation. And, and then I saw a hole in, in one of the doors and I said, what's happened here? In fact, it was a hole in the wall where the door had opened and the, 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 the doorknob had slammed into this wall and made a hole. And I said, what happened here? He said, oh, that's been there for five years. I told the council to come do something about it and they wouldn't do anything about it. I thought, well, you probably broke the wall. But anyway, fair enough. They, they perhaps should have done something about it. And then I saw outside his door. We went out to the, 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 the outside in the garden and there was a big stone outside. And, and then he said, well, the council came, you know, about six years ago to, to fix the fence and they moved that stone, but they haven't put it back where it was. I, I thought, well, why didn't he just roll it himself? Why didn't he just put it somewhere? He, he claimed to be disabled, but he, he looked like he could easily pick that stone up and throw it across the garden. But he wouldn't. He left it there, even though it was in his way. It was causing an obstruction. But he, he, he still had this mentality that the council should have come back to his garden and, and moved that stone back you know, six feet away to where it was. That, that, that was the mentality of it, of that person. And that, that's what I found, you know, growing up on, on a council estate. And, you know, so, so I'm, just, I'm just saying, and that, that's why that, that person will always stay like that. He won't, he, he'll never improve his situation because he, he's always looking externally rather than internally. So that, that, that that's all I can say about that. I, I think, uh, every day when I do a talk, I always put a link on, on my Facebook page to if, you, if you're interested in improving yourself or learning new skills, learning how to go online with a business, uh, have a look at my, my Facebook page. Now, you might be looking at today or you might be looking at three months. So there'll be different things coming up. But I always put a range of free courses you can do online to, to learn new skills and to improve yourself so that you can you know, build a better life for yourself, basically, and uh, take responsibility and and find the, the abundance that, that is out, out there in, in this world today. And just remember that what I said before, we still live in the richest time in all history. We still live, uh, you know, compared to even 50 years ago, we've got better health care. We've got people are living longer uh, and, and we've got a lot more. You know, when I think about uh, phones, for instance, um, you know, we didn't have a phone until I was older. And then when we got a phone, 
you know, it was quite an expensive thing. We weren't allowed to use it. We weren't allowed to make calls. But now people have got two mobile phones. You know, I remember getting the TV, uh, a black and white TV, and then getting a color TV. We had to rent it. You know, we couldn't afford to buy the TV. We paid rent for years on this TV. We could have bought it six times. Now people have got TVs in every room. Their kids have got TVs in their room. Uh, now, I know it's a bit of a consumerist society, but we have got a lot more things than we had. Look at the kitchens that people have now, you know, rather than just this big sink and a, and a few cupboards and a stove and that sort of thing. And an ascot that heated the water, this thing that blew, almost blew up in your face. Uh, people have... In, I'm talking about in general, people have better standards of living. You know, they definitely do. Um, you know, there are people that, yeah, they depend on food banks and that sort of thing. There are still poor people in society. But I, I, what, what I think is that it's it's a lot better in general in the world. You know, things things have improved. I, I you know, even in if you go to Africa now, uh, things have, are, are different. Uh, yeah, there's still a lot, lot way to go. There's still a long way to go. But things are better than they were 50, 100 years ago. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so just remember that the next time you, you, you see a bad headline, we still live in a, in a good world. Uh, and, you know, I think there are still opportunities out there and it's never been easier to start a business. So, so thanks for listening. Thanks and have a, have a good evening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 